In the beginning was the world. Oh, I see. You think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? It's just right. You think Jesus is some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Lord Mayor of Brisbane, Campbell Newman, and his beautiful wife, Lisa. They're joining us here in the studios here, up in beautiful Brisbane. And uh, it's a real uh, privilege to, uh, to spend some time uh, talking to Lord Mayor Campbell Newman. I was actually a part of his campaign launch, uh, and he just found out about that <laughs> in, uh, in 2004, in April at the Barden Conference Centre. Uh, my church, New Hope Brisbane, had a launch, and uh, the, the Courier Mail did an article saying, New Hope for Brisbane, Campbell Newman. <laughs> so, uh, w- welcome to History Makers, firstly. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Yeah. Welcome, Thank Lisa. you. Welcome, uh, Lisa. Tell me, uh, how long have you been uh, Ma- Lord Mayor of Brisbane now? About six and a half years. So, mm-hmm. I was elected first in March 2004 and, and re-elected in March 2008, yeah. And, and one of the most popular uh, uh, mayors around Australia, I understand. You, you, you've really done well, haven't you? <laughs> well, you have to ask other people about that. They, they, I'm sure you'll find some people will have their views. But, uh, uh, look, uh, I think, um, you know, it, it's actually been you know, a very demanding job mm. and uh, it's one that's very rewarding as well. Mm. But, uh, you know, you've got, to, you've got to keep delivering for people day after day. Yep, yep. It's a tough job, absolutely. Well, let's find out a little bit about your, your family background, uh, Campbell. Tell me, uh, whereabouts did you grow up and what was your family life like? Well, look, I sort of has, have a sort of a rather interesting upbringing, I think, in that um, I was actually born in Canberra. Um, I was uh, born uh, to, to parents who were sort of, I suppose, at the time, very heavily involved in, in the public sector, if you like. My dad was in the army, so he, he, he'd actually come from Sydney. My mum was from Melbourne. So by the time I left high school, I'd gone to quite a few different schools and, and lived in a lot of different places. So I, I'd lived in Canberra a couple of times. I'd lived in Melbourne. I'd lived in Everton Park in Brisbane. I'd lived in Sydney. I'd lived in England. I'd lived in Hobart and Tasmania and Launceston. So my, my dad had been in the army, but then went into federal politics. And sort of at the time I was a teenager, he was the federal member for Bass in northern Tasmania. And he was, all, he was also a minister in the federal government. And at that young age, did you have a dream of getting into politics one day? No, not at all. Um, in fact, um, when I first put my hand up uh, for the Lord Merrilty, my mum was actually surprised. My, my father passed on 10 years ago, but my mum was very surprised because uh, I left school and I went to the army. I went to Duntroon in Canberra and I joined to become an army engineer, which, which I actually did. So I had a career in the army then a career in the, the private sector and business, in the grain handling industry mainly, but also... Uh, in consulting work with um, people in the coal industry, electricity industry, even even Telstra, um, and uh, you know, I never thought I'd go into politics, but it was it was very much about doing stuff for my city um, that made me put my hand up, particularly dealing with the the traffic issues in in the city of Brisbane. Well, I certainly I'm a big fan of the Clem Seven. You've done a great job with all the tunnels in Brisbane, and uh, one of the other things that I love uh, about um, uh, what we do in Brisbane here is is what's called Yes We Care, uh, where a number of churches get together and uh, put teams together and go out and help clean houses, do yard work for, for houses that basically uh, you know the, the council has put forward as houses that need a bit of, bit of a hand. Tell me about how that started and, uh, and how it's, you think it's impacted the city. What happened was we were approached by the churches, uh, the, the Brisnet organisation, who proposed that he was a great way to reach out to people 
who were sort of, you know, just totally isolated, socially isolated, people who, you know, were, were very alone. And, you know, that was just... The project essentially is reaching out to people and actually showing them that there are people who care, as the name suggests. And it's, I think, very fulfilling for the volunteers concerned, the people from the various churches and other people who, who come in. And so that's why we're delighted to support it. And they do make a difference. You know, they had 400 homes, I think, the last time, where they sort of did all sorts of practical things for people, uh, like cut grass and repair roofs and, you know, fences and, you know, maybe the, maybe the, maybe the, the garden gate but also sort of provide that companionship to people. So that's why I think it's a really good initiative. And I think it's a great title too because, you know, it's actually the church saying, yes, we do care for the city. We do want to help. We don't just want to talk the talk. We want to walk the walk. You know? uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like I think Brisbane's got a great sense of community anyway. I think we've got to really work hard, though, to ensure that stays that way um, because, you know, it's becoming a very big place. But let's just, through initiatives like this, let's sort of try and, maintain that sense of place i think that's incredibly important now one of the other areas where you and i've got to meet recently was uh, the lord mayor's prayer breakfast uh, i don't know if you remember i uh, i got to uh, uh, to do the closing prayer just after jim wallace spoke and uh, jim is the uh, the leader of the uh, australian christian lobby christian and lobby, brigadier yeah. jim wallace and uh, i got up and shared that apparently uh, he could kill anyone with a spoon, and he said, "I don't even need a spoon." <laughs> he's, he's a formidable person. Yeah. Yes. Uh, tell me, how important is the uh, Lord Mayor's Prayer Breakfast on the calendar for you each year, and uh, and why did you start such an initiative? Well, look, I just felt that it was um, important to bring together the churches together for various reasons. I think we we talked we were talking about yes, we care before, but I think it's important for the Christian churches to. Uh, have an opportunity to, to come together with the city administration uh, through just informal chats over the breakfast to talk about ways that we can work together. Yeah, the, the churches, again, are, are the social glue of Brisbane. Um, they actually, through their congregations, uh, are, are, of course, incap- are capable of, of incredible good in our community. And I, I really wanted to give people the opportunity to, to talk to one another, to meet. I wanted to let them know that council is prepared to support things like Yes, We Care, uh, to actually come up with new ways of supporting various uh, church-based organisations and charities as well. And uh, I think particularly, though, it's about our sense of values as well. And uh, you were talking about Jim before. I mean, the, the speech he gave this year was um, very provocative, I think, uh, and appropriate that he, he basically called on all of us to, to stand up for what we believe in, essentially, mm. and, and to, to actually stand up for what we believe is right. You know, a lot of politicians uh, have a faith in God and have a, a belief system. Tell us how much your faith affects you and your leadership as Lord Mayor. Well, before I answer, the first thing is I've got to be very honest about is that I'm a, I'm a robust individual. I mean, you don't do this job um, if you're, you're not prepared to be, you know, forthright and, frankly, aggressive and, and you know, to, to push forward with your agenda. But you also have to care about people. And while I can be very tough uh, with the things I have to do and I'm tough on my own staff in terms of about objectives and demanding, you've also got to be able to care, you've got to care about people. And I suppose, you know, I, I was brought up as a Christian. Uh, I don't go to church, but I believe. Um, I'm a t- and the reason I go to church, I suppose, is really, I do. frankly, I have a very busy life. It's time. It, it, yeah, yeah it's, it's literally <laughs> time. But Saturday night dinners, Sunday morning community events, all day. All, mm. all sorts of things mm. like that. But 
the way that I was brought up, I think those Christian values are important to me. Now, I don't go out there. It's only because you've asked. In fact, I've never, ever talked about these things before, um, and I never would, um, because I just don't think it's appropriate in the political sense or as leader of the city that I normally go and talk about these things. But those those Christian values uh, are my bedrock. They are my compass, and they do influence the way I look at things. So, for example, uh, in the social policy side of it, when we're looking at things in council about how we will, say, do some things to do with homelessness, and we might talk about that more in a moment, you know, they influence me greatly. Or, for example... Um, when we set the rates each year, I mean, some people might accuse me of you know, saying, well, you put the rates up too high or whatever. But when we're literally making those decisions, my sense of caring for people, and I know that every dollar we put them up is going to hurt some people, but you know, the less well off. And that's a great sense of responsibility. So I hope that gives you a bit of an insight, that your listeners a bit of an insight. It, it, it does guide me. Um, and I do have a great, great sense of belief. And I think, well, I don't understand quite how people operate when they don't have that belief. You know, I, everyone to their own, but you know, I think it's important. Mm. Well, I, I can see that, you know, you're very passionate about your foundation and, uh, and your upbringing. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's good to see that reflecting uh, in what you shared today. Thanks for sharing that with us. You know, I know some, some politicians would shy away for, for such a question. Thanks for being so bold about it. Well, you know, <laughs> again, I, I don't, I would never, it's only because it's with you yeah. and, and, and this particular station or network yeah. of stations that yeah. I talk about it. So I don't, I, I never, you know, I'm not the sort of person who says, you know, references God in speeches or talks about prayers. But, like, you know, we, we say grace every night at home mm. and on occasions when, you know, you know, you know we've had the soldiers killed in, in mm. Afghanistan or mm. whatever, we've, we've, we've thought of them. Mm. Mm. Our, you know? our daughters are mm. very mm. strong in their faith. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a strong faith as well, so mm-hmm. we all pray each night yeah, yeah. Um, ourselves as well. So mm. I encourage that, especially in times of stress or... Praying for others. Mm. Well, let's talk about your daughters. How, how old are they now, Lisa? 18 and 15. 18 and 15, okay. Yes. And uh, tell us, uh, what's family life like uh, for, the, for the Lord Mayor's family? Because he's a very busy man. How does he balance it? <laughs> oh, I think if someone has an answer, they can call us in City Hall <laughs> and tell us how to balance it. But I don't think our um, family life is any different to anybody else's out there mm. where um, everyone's juggling work, and life balance. Uh, the school doesn't give you a lot of notice for a lot of school events that come on the horizon, and you do you do want to be involved in everything your children are involved in. Mm. So there is the the juggling act with that, just like everybody else. So, mm. you know, we 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 try and do our best. Mm-hmm. Don't always get it right. <laughs> I think all families these days are just incredibly yes. busy, mm. and you know, particularly when as I think we're all very conscious. You know, these days, let's face it. Um, you know, both both parents are going to be working. Mm. You know, it's just a, it's just one of those facts of life these days. We all want to give our families everything uh, that we possibly can. It costs, and uh, you know, so so I think that implicitly sets it up so that there are real demands in in terms of trying to do everything. Now, one thing that you guys do uh, is very you're very passionate about is uh, the Lord Mayor's Community Trust. Mm. Uh, we talked about 
you know, referencing, uh, talking about helping the homeless people. Mm. Uh, tell us about what kind of initiatives you've taken with the, the Community Trust. Well, I might uh, sort of talk about how much they've raised in Flick to the chairman. Their chairman's actually Lisa. The chairman's here, yeah. yeah the <laughs> chairman's Lisa. So um, in terms of what they've raised over the last six years, it's about four, uh, $4 million. Wow. Uh, wow. So it's a fair, fair bit of money. And in the last financial year, about 656000 mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's the sort of effort. And uh, it's supported by, you know, private individuals, which we're grateful about, but also corporates across Brisbane. There's been some great corporate partners that, are, that have supported us. So you know, people like D- Divine Homes uh, and Mr. David Divine himself. He's no mm. longer with them, but he, he personally supported Extrata Coal. Um, Lisa, you might want to trip, chip mm. in. Other, other, other people oh, who supported the trust? And partnering events such as Big City Barbecue. Uh, Wilson HTM stockbroking and yes. a lot of the downtown businesses, yeah. Mm. Mm. It's just been Riparian, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Riparian Plaza people. Mm. Yes, that's all, all associated with the Big City Barbecue event that happens in Brisbane that helps both Lord Mayor's Community Trust and Drug Arm. Mm-hmm. And it happens um, each year and it's coming up coming up very soon. But it's it's just the communities are just fantastic. And we're finding that um, more corporate events are trying to find uh, a charity to align themselves to, and they uh, the like the appeal of the Lord Mayor's Community Trust is that we support Brisbane's charities, the charities that don't have a high profile, and that really find it very difficult to uh, you know when they're they're doing the juggling act as well. They're all trying to be youth workers, social workers, and therapists, and you know in that thing called their spare time, which they really don't have, they've got to get out there and try and raise funds for the for the programs and services that they provide. So we try and help them in that regard, and it's been fantastic to have the support of the Brisbane uh, general community and corporate community. So well, there's, a big, there's a big focus in terms of the actual, the types of uh, charities, mm-hmm. big focus on homelessness but youth homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, so people like, like Southside Education. Southside um, Education Service, aunties and uncles. Sandbag up at, up in, up at Sandgate. Uh, yes. Swara. Swara. We do young parents programs. So that's the YPP Brisbane Youth Service and the Eternal Life Program. It's been a fantastic program that has sustainable outcomes where they they actually turn people's lives around and transition them out of homelessness. One of the things that we found when we first started sort of learning so much more about the needs of these organisations was that they needed help with social infrastructure. They were sick and tired of being only able to, um, you know, basically minimise harm and just manage the situation. And so they wanted to be able to transition people out of homelessness because they as social workers and support workers were finding that they had a sense of hopelessness about it themselves as well because that there wasn't sort of a change in people's lives happening. So that's where supporting um, these organisations to build accommodation facilities and for their support services as well as accommodating their clients so that they're not just treating our parks and open spaces like outpatient clinics. Yeah, they're Mm. not just sort of giving people a cup of coffee and a biscuit Mm. from a food van. Blanket to keep warm. And and then we'll see you tomorrow night as well and Mm. the next night and the next night. There's... It's about trying to help some of them, mm. you know, some of the organisations actually provide mm. facilities. Mm. Yes. Then we then we get people ultimately off the street 
and then into a, a program and back into a normal life. That's the objective anyway. Mm. Mm. And we were talking before about the Hope Foundation. Yes, uh, fantastic organisation. Mm, mm. And we supported them uh, last year with a grant that enabled them to purchase and fit out, custom-made fit out, a caravan that they could then take to the streets so that they could target a particularly young women who were um, under the influence of of um, drugs and alcohol abuse and turning towards um, prostitution, etc. And really just sort of that, that terrible spiral they were going to and they just wanted to have a safe, quiet environment to encourage them to come and, and find a way out. And it's been fantastic to be able to help them with that. They are a wonderful organisation mm. and such a fitting name because mm. that's what they're about. Yeah, yep, all about hope, absolutely. Well, Bronwyn, who runs the Hope Foundation, she was one of the first ever History Makers interviews about four years ago. Oh. And uh, she's, uh, she's got a <laughs> great story to tell. That's probably about the time I met her too. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. And, uh, and one thing we should, uh, we should wrap up soon, but uh, one thing I've enjoyed every year is the Lord Mayor's Community Christmas Carols, is that what it's called? <laughs> uh, every year, it's just a fantastic event. Tell us about your involvement in that. Well, um, the uh, great thing is that it's been run by the uh, Baptist uh, City Tabernacle um, and uh, Wendy and Peter Francis have mm-hmm. been running that mm-hmm. uh, and incredibly well, I should say. Um, without going into any too many details, you know, we had a, we had some bad experiences, I think, a few years ago where they'll run the Lord Mayor's uh, carols are being run uh, perhaps uh, by some of the, the networks mm-hmm. and uh, it was getting a bit sort of commercial, I thought, and not particularly Christmassy or even, you know, Christian, the Christian basis to the whole thing, the carols and the like. So um, Wendy and Peter came along and they've done a great job. So mm-hmm. every year in December we have it down there at River Stage in the City Botanic Gardens get a great crowd along. Um, they've had one bit of bad luck, though. <laughs> Every year, I think, it's now three years in a row, I'm pretty sure. Boy, is it rain. Yeah. But the thing is that people have um, sat in there and uh, they've, the families have all enjoyed it and uh, we've all got thoroughly wet but had a great evening. Wasn't so that even during I'm the hoping, drought? It I'm was hoping, even during the drought. Yeah, even during the drought. <laughs> even during the drought, we had a massive thunderstorm. But I suppose if you're running an event in Brisbane in December, you're... you're um, you're going to have something like that. Yeah. So yeah. this year, maybe, maybe this year they'll get a clear, they'll get some clear air. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been so exciting to uh, to get to know you guys, and uh, it's great to see a couple of uh, you know citywide leaders who have a heart, you know, for the church, a heart for the homeless, a heart to reach out to the poor and the lonely, and. Um, you know, I just want to assure you that there are many churches uh, all around Brisbane that are praying for you guys, and uh, we, we thank you for doing such a great job leading the city. Look, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, uh, of course, if you'd like to hear that interview again, you can go to historymakersradio.com. Uh, today we've been talking to Lord Mayor Campbell Newman and his beautiful wife, Lisa. I'm Matt Prater. Thanks for joining us. History Makers.